Hey y'all, it's Cody. It's uh, 9.18 on Thursday night. Uh, earlier today, we recorded a live episode of Boot Up the LSU Basketball Podcast. We call it Will Wade Unfiltered. We recorded it over at walk-ons just off of LSU's campus. Uh, I'm sitting here about to uh, to pack it up and hit the hay when I realized that this episode really needed an introduction. So giving you the context of why uh, why we were live and not recording in studio. I uh, also want to extend the invitation for all of you to come out to the next Will Wade Unfiltered event. We don't have the date quite set in stone yet, but I would imagine it would be uh, early in February. It was an incredible event. The energy was fantastic. Um, this is like Will is incredible anytime there's a microphone in front of his face, but you put a crowd in there and uh, he shines. So it was fun to uh, just kind of take a uh, backseat and let him uh, do what he does. That The crowd was great. Uh, the food was great. Um, it, it was just a really fun time. And all I could think was, was sitting there watching it like, we're gonna have to figure something out because if people find out about this, um, they're gonna they're gonna pack walk-ons out, and we're gonna have to figure out how to get audio to all of these people. Speaking of audio, we did have some audio issues for about the first two minutes. I just cut that out of the show. Um, hopefully, I edited it. That's hard to say. Edited it. I edited it uh, so well. Hopefully that you uh, won't notice um, where that audio was clipped out, um, but really um, it, you, you didn't miss much. It was it was pretty short, and uh, hopefully I cleaned it up enough to where you don't miss any of the context of the show. Okay, I think that covers everything. Please rate, please uh, review, please subscribe, and uh, enjoy this episode of Will Wade Unfiltered on Boot Up the LSU Basketball Podcast. We're going to rename this uh, Will Wade Unfiltered. Take my orders from Kent. No, I'm not going to say what I want to say. I, I, I can't say it. I thought about changing to some of our junk defenses, um, but I knew from their press conference they were prepared for the junk defenses. All right, welcome everybody to the, uh, the first edition of Will Wade Unfiltered Live. Thank you all for coming out to walk-ons. Beautiful day, beautiful weather. Really excited to be here. Again, thank you all for being here. Thanks to walk-ons as well uh, for hosting us graciously. So one of the reasons we came here and moved this to walk-ons, this is something we've done at other venues. We wanted to um, to bring some more energy, some more life to this event. And uh, I think that's gonna happen today. But to be honest, I'm not the most energetic person by nature. I'm more laid back, more calm. But I know somebody who is very energetic that I think can, uh, can help us with this. Here comes the general. Ladies and gentlemen. Here comes the general. The moment you've been waiting That's your cue, Here Kent. comes the general. The pride of How was that? Not bad. You're, you're a Hamilton fan, right? That's, that's Hamilton. My daughter is. Yeah. Everyone can hear us okay? We're good? Coach, thanks for being here. Um, I like that, Cody. 
We'll just trade mics. Uh, no, I think it, the, the crowd support's been tremendous. I think it's been uh, a big part of our team. When you play like we do, you're, you're reliant on getting some juice from the crowd when you get the steals and you create the when you create the um, – when you create the momentum and so to have the crowds like they are I tell you the to me the best sign was that Ohio game it was like on a Tuesday or Wednesday night and we got out there and there's like 12,000 people in the arena to watch us play Ohio who by the way Ohio's lost two games all year they've lost to us in Kentucky they just beat Bowling Green they are absolutely rolling um, and playing really really well so I thought the best sign was like that we're going to show up and watch LSU play Ohio but it's a combination of, I think our team's fun to watch, the way we play, our guys' personalities are great. And then I think also, uh, Cody touched on it, like our social media presence, Garrison's here, he's done a great job, Emily, Cody, all those guys. I think people get to know our players more through social media. They have a better sense of who we are with the gold standard. That was something else they had to talk me into, is doing the gold standards, because I always joke with Cody, but I kind of operate like North Korea. We shut the doors over there. Nobody knows what's going on. We don't let anybody in there. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we, we lock it and shut away the key. Nobody comes in. Nobody comes around what we're doing. And they kind of talk me into giving access. And our players wanted that. Uh, one of the players came to me in the preseason and says, he, he, one of our transfers, and he said, Coach, we work our ass off. He said, uh, why don't we ever put anything out there about how hard we're working? I'm, and my whole stance has always been, well, if you got to tell people how hard you're working, you're probably not working that hard. And so I'm, I'm like, I don't, that's not really my deal. But it struck me. I was like, all right, you're right. And we probably do need to show people what we're doing. And I think, um, you know, the combination of the way we play and, and some of the, um, our style of play and then just everybody getting to know our guys. We've got really good players, but they're, they're really, really good people. They're great guys. And I think that's helped with uh, with the fan support, and hopefully it'll continue uh, to grow. We're close on the Arkansas game, so if anybody wants tickets, make sure we get them early. We're close to a sellout there for Arkansas. I think we got under 500 tickets left uh, for the game. So if you need a ticket, you can see Darren right there, the ticket manager. <laughs> if you need, if you need, to, need, to, need to see one before, uh, before, before we leave. I think we've got our uh, audio issues sorted out now, so thanks for putting up with this. Like Will says about his team, we do our best work when our backs are against the wall and diff uh, difficult circumstances emerge. So um, moving forward, um, Will, I want to talk, I, I mentioned uh, in the last question about the elite defense that you've built. And I do want to talk about some current events, and we are going to open it up for questions in a little bit here. Um, but I want to talk about your defense and the process of building an elite defense and how far back that it's a story junk goes. defense, Cody. The, building a junk defense. We may have worked that into a soundbite uh, on the podcast before. Um, building that defense, I know it didn't start this year. And so I, for me, I almost go back to a couple seasons ago, the season ends, and maybe it was the COVID season. I don't remember when, but I know that at the end of each season, you evaluate, you look at what needs to improve, and you start traveling and learning and gathering uh, expertise from other people and seeing what you can do. I know, I remember one year, like after I think y'all made the tournament, you worked on ball screen defense or something very specifically. Yeah. But at some point you made the decision to go from whatever defense y'all were running to this switching junk defense that teams cannot figure out. And just as a, a side note, um, we don't just have the best defense in the country this season. We have the best defense in the country for the last 20 seasons, if you go back and look at the database. It's probably the best modern college basketball defense uh, in, in modern college basketball history. Um, when, when you look at the numbers, and 
that's that's for me to brag on and Will to, to stress about how he keeps the, those guys playing well. But to finish my long-winded question. Um, Is there a question here, yeah. Cody? <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing my best cobble impression. Um, when did this process this is, of building this, is this style of, of defense? This more of a Glenn West type question <laughs> with three parts. Just not as tall as Glenn. Um, when did the process of building this elite defense begin? Well, really, it's kind of morphed. So a couple last year, our intention was to play a matchup zone, um, which was kind of what we did. We went and studied how to play a match. I mean, I'd played one at VCU, but we, we actually – uh, we were going to hire an actual staff member just to come in and work with us on the matchup zone. Um, and long story short, we, we started off working on the matchup zone, and then basically a matchup zone just turns into a switching man. And we tried to start off in a 2-3 base, a 1-1-3 base, and a 3-2 base, and then kind of morph around. And then we just finally said, well, our switching man's really good. Why are we even worrying about showing a showing a zone look I mean we're not we're not fooling anybody why are we even and so then we've just said well let's just switch everything and then you know then it became a matter of getting guys that were physical enough to do it long enough athletic enough to do it and quite frankly wanted to do it um, and so uh, you know that makes a big difference when you've got you know Brandon Murray switching versus other people switching there, there, there's a big difference there and so uh, when you got Alex Fudge who can cover up mistakes on a slip and just go just go block it. So all that stuff makes a big difference. But really more from the matchup zone we were trying to run, and we've just turned it into the switching man. The pressure's always been there. I like to press. I think that the biggest thing, like everybody talks about our shot clock violations. I think we got 19 of them now, Kent. Kent? Where's Kent? I, b- Kent. I, b- I believe it is 19. Huh? I haven't read today's game notes. How many shot clock violations we got now? 20. 20. 20. See? I knew he would know. What the hell? You been back there eating, man? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're supposed to be working. We got media here. You shouldn't be eating. You're supposed to be working, Ken. Um, We got... (laughs) We got... So we have 20 shot clock violations, but the press is a huge part of the shot clock violations because you can't get into offense. We waste, you got to waste eight to 10 seconds just getting the ball over half court. Then when you get the ball over half court, usually your point guard, whoever sets up your offense, doesn't actually have the ball. So then it's going to take you another two or three seconds to get the ball back to him if you can with Eric Gaines trying to deny him the ball. And so then you've only got like 14 seconds, to 14 to 16 seconds to actually run offense. So you end up, throwing up a bad shot late in the clock or you end up with the with the shot clock violations uh with the shot clock violations that we've had and so the press helps us with the with the shot clock violations and helps us uh force the tempo uh with the with the uh with the violations and so you know the switching man in the half court has worked well for us we've got we've got uh we've got uh, really good parts to do it uh taz and coach nickelberry here two of my assistants I told them in a recruiting meeting last week, don't ever recruit me somebody who can't switch again. We're done recruiting guys who can't switch. We're not recruiting five men who can't switch. We're not recruiting anybody who can't switch a ball screen. And so, um, you know, that, that's what, that's, it's, it's a good philosophy. It's worked for us. And it's also very unique. Like, it's just a lot of people don't do it. It's hard to do. Our guys make it look easy. The, the communication and the, and the movements are very, very uh, tricky or very, very difficult, but 
The reality is there's only so many things you can do against it. You can try to switch and drive our big. You can try to switch and throw it in the post. And you really can't throw it in the post because we're going to trap you in the post. And so it's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's difficult to score against. You just got to be able to rebound out of it, which we've been better at this year. Uh, but that's an area we still really need to improve in is our defensive rebounding. You talked about the personnel. And last night I was thinking about the personality. And I, I was looking at the guys on the floor Brandon Murray from uh, Brooklyn, then moved to Baltimore. Um, Mawani's from Las Vegas. Xavier Pinson from Chicago. You've got this collection of guys really from all over the country. Um, they're not from Louisiana, but they sort of embody what it is to be Louisiana. Um, they're, they're tough. They're resilient. Um, they're, they have their own personality. How, how did you build that how have y'all built that is that something that you look for in the recruiting trail whether yeah, it's a trait to that find you that in it's funny after the auburn game i went up to justice i said justice man he said i said justin you did a great job you know he said coach i'm from philly i'm good <laughs> i said i said makes makes sense i got you <laughs> when i sat down with brandon murray for an interview like it it oh, exudes, you're on edge. It exudes you're on edge. off Anytime of him. You sit down he was with ready him. to go. Like, yeah. he was ready to go at any moment. He's and just it was glaring at you yeah. as you talk. Oh, yeah. yeah. He wakes up pissed off. Yep. That's, that's exactly right. Well said. He rolls out of bed pissed off, ready to, ready to hit somebody. But nice uh, nice kid. It's a great way. To, I, mean, I mean, in the best way possible. I mean, he's, uh, he's on edge uh, all the time. He plays with an edge. He's got unbelievable uh, winning uh, DNA. And, um, you know, we got a lot of guys um, that are like that. And Wani's the same way. You know, one thing we really look for is guys who have won. Like, if you look at um, Penson came from a winning program at Missouri. Eason won a high school state title over Paulo Banchero, the kid who's at Duke. His high school team won the state title in Washington State um, over him. And Wani won four straight state titles at, at Gorman. Murray won state title at, at Poly. Murray and Efton were on the number one ranked prep school team at IMG last year. So, like, you want guys that are – two things we really look for. We look for guys that have come from winning programs. And our, Adam Miller was on the number one seed in the NCAA tournament. He won a state title. I mean, like, all those guys. So, you're looking for guys that come from winning programs. We like, guys, we like two qualities, guys who have come from winning programs and guys who have overcome some adversity to get here. Those are the two things I really look for and I really, really, uh, really, really like. And so um, that's that, you know, when you do that, you, you can put together a group of guys that are that are similar and, and have similar mindsets and have similar um, similar characteristics. And you get you get uh, you get good chemistry. And so we may be we may be adding another one here soon, Cody. Ah, interesting. Maybe some breaking news coming out in the next day or two. Maybe. We'll see. It's going to be a good weekend, Cody. We'll get it started right tomorrow, hopefully. So we talked earlier about you embracing the general, and you have this phrase that you always say that I love, does it contribute to winning? And if it does, um, you'll do it. And so that reminded me of... So why uh, am I here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why are you here? But the second question is uh, the most recent episode of Gold Standard that Garrison did a great job uh, putting together. Um, the very first scene is a turnover-burning ceremony. So I want to know what the story is behind gathering your guys around a garbage can and burning Another your turnovers. Nelson special. <laughs> Nelly's my ops guy. He's in the back there. He stands in the back. He's unfortunately he's had the he's he's the longest serving staff member. He's been with me for forever, so he's the best. But so all right, so this is how that that came to. Um, 
you guys are going to think we're weird as hell, but you probably already think that anyway. Um, so I read in a book about creating moments. It's the same book I sent you all about Laborde, the same book I sent you all about John Deere and how to onboard people and all that. So I read a book about creating moments this summer and how when you create moments that guys remember stuff and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a, it a good book. Um, and uh, so I was trying to figure out like what we can do to kind of move past the turnovers and try to get past the turnovers. So I just said, I told Nelson, I said, Nelson, let's create a moment for these turnovers. Let's find a way to figure something out to get rid of all these turnovers and go create a moment for the guys. And, and um, he came up with the bonfire and he, Nelly, like you give him something, he's going to go like way overboard. So then we had to, the, this didn't even make it all in there. So Nelly like went all over. I called him one day. I said, Nelly, where the hell are you? He's like, I'm driving over town trying to find Louisiana uh, sugar cane syrup or some shit. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm like, you're supposed to be at practice. I got to find this syrup. I'm like, all right. So he has like shot glasses. So when we put the ball in the fire, you had to cleanse with the Louisiana sugarcane <laughs> syrup. I don't know if Garrison captured all that. So I mean, we had all sorts of crazy stuff going on. But um, I tell you what, in the book, it talked about how if the guys have their phones out and are and filming stuff, like it obviously makes an impact. And our guys all had their phones out and they were filming it. And, and um, it was uh, it was good. It was more also like kind of to start the new year and we let them – like write stuff down and put it in the ball that they wanted to change and, and get better at in the new year. So there was some other stuff to it uh, besides the turnover. But it was really just about creating something memorable, doing something a little bit um, a little bit different. So you should have seen the look on the facilities people's face when we <laughs> when we requested uh, when we requested that. Of course, you know how I am. I'm like I'm like let's get a big bonfire. You know I want like I'm like. And Nelly's like, Coach, I called the fire marshal. Like, there's all sorts of stuff that goes on if we're going to get this bonfire. He's like, can we just do it in a little, like, in the can or Keep whatever? Keep it contained. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I guess that'll be all right. I, was exp I wanted, like, a, you know, like a like bonfire, s'mores, you know, like the whole deal. But we kind of dealt with uh, – we kind of went with what we could – went with what we could do. But it was good. We did it the night before the Tennessee game. How many turnovers against Tennessee? Well, it was better, but it, we didn't burn them all, I can tell you that. We, well, well. We didn't burn them all, that's for sure. How many last night? Well, we – too many. We still turnover. But listen, t I mean, I don't want to get into all this, but I mean, golly, some of the turnovers were not our guys' fault. Let's put it that way. I mean – uh, I can't get into all that right now, but but it was. I think I think Twitter took care of that commentary last night. I God. think I think people were making their opinions felt. Um, so anyway, it was uh, it was uh, it it was good for our guys. Look, it gave our guys a fresh start. gave our guy our guys were feeling good about it, and so it was good for them. And if it's good for them, that's that's what I like. Well, one guy who really stood so out last night. So we honestly created a memorable moment, which yeah, was good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, somebody who had a memorable moment last night was Darius Days, going back to Gainesville, uh, a place that he hasn't played his best basketball. He's from how, – how far away is Rally from from Gainesville? 20 minutes? Uh, 25, 30 minutes, yeah. Yeah. And what's the story about you recruiting Darius Days and – Oh, gosh. Uh, Some of you may have heard this last night on the broadcast. So we, um, we went down there to recruit him. You got to fly into Williston, Florida. Anybody been to Williston, Florida? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> uh, got to fly into Williston, Florida, and um, we were on uh, we were on one, the school plane. We were on the the prop plane, 
and uh, we were getting ready to take off, and the pilot leans back. He's like, uh, he's like, Coach, they got a, uh, they had to run a truck down the runway to clear the wild turkeys and geese and stuff off the, off the runway so they wouldn't get caught in the propellers. I was like, what in the world are we doing? <laughs> I was like, just get this damn thing in the air and let's get home. Uh, but it was obviously well worth it uh, to get days. But I mean, he lives. I mean. You ain't seen the country till you see where he is. I mean, Raleigh, Florida, there's like 300 people in the town, and all of them are related to him, I think. Um, but it's, I mean, it is a small, small, small town. It's way out on a, on a rural route. I mean, it's, it's, it's out there. And, um, you know, they, uh, he's just great people. His parents were there. His whole family was there last night. His brother was there. One of his, his older brother was there. Um, so it was uh, it was really cool just to see all of them and for him to play well. You know he hasn't played well in at Gainesville. He probably scored more last night than he scored in the previous three trips. He had ten combined. points combined in the previous yeah. on, on three of fifteen shooting yeah. the previous three games. Yeah, and so he, twenty last he night. He did a great job. Vernon Hamilton from my staff does a great job. Him and Days are really close. He had a he did a great job getting him prepared, getting him getting getting him mentally uh, ready to uh, ready to go because Days. He, um, you know, he loves, um, he loves trying to prove people wrong, but he, he just, he gets, he's gotten so tense whenever we've played at Florida. He's always been just tense. And so we wanted to keep him relaxed and loose. And I thought we did that last night. And, and he certainly, certainly played well. It helped when they tipped the ball right to him. We didn't even have to run the first <laughs> play. Just tipped it to him and he laid it in. So that was, that was a good, uh, that was a good start. But Days played great. You know, that was the first time. He really took advantage of the switching by going into the paint and going into the post and not trying to shoot threes over everybody. He did a really, really nice job last night. One of his best games. I want to open up for questions for everyone. Um, so I, I may have you walk around since you have the wireless mic now, but I want to ask you one more on days. Uh, and we could switch if you want to. No, I'm what, fine. Whatever you want to do. I like this. Um, I know you're a man of the people. But days is the first four-year player that you've coached at LSU. And when I told you that earlier this year, you said he, he might be the last. And the reason you, you joked about that is that it just doesn't happen anymore. Guys don't stay in college at the same place for four years. You got the portal, you got the NBA draft. Um, you, guys just move on, right? And I remember when Days was in that deliberation phase last year about whether to, to stay or go. I saw him and I was talking to him and he, he was still on the fence. And I think he had some concerns about coming back and being the, the, the veteran and, and, you know, he came in with, with Nas and he came in with Emmett and that group was so close and they've all moved on, right? And so I think maybe part of him thought maybe it's time for me to move on, but he came back. Um, why do you think he came back? What do you think he wanted uh, other than to improve his game, which obviously he's doing and he's done, but what, what message do you think that he, he wanted to send or what story did he, legacy did he want to leave uh, with LSU? Well, I think first off, he loves being here. He loves LSU he loves the college experience like he everybody on campus knows him you walk around like he's like the like everybody loves him you won't meet anybody who comes in contact with him that doesn't have a have a good experience believe it or not Nas Reed really helped us get him back Nas and him are best friends they talk 25 times a day on and you know anytime I want to talk to Nas I just go grab Darius's phone because he's on FaceTime or on the phone um, but um, Nas actually told him to come back at the end of the process, Nas told him, Days, I think you need to go back. And, and um, they all love it. Shoot, Nas wanted to come back for another year. I had to tell him, Nas, no, you don't need to come back, bud. You're ready, you're ready, you're ready to roll. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I thought, I thought uh, you know, I think he wanted to come back and just have a great year. And, and uh, 
and enjoy enjoy the enjoy the fruits of how hard he worked. And, and here's the thing, like, and this was what I told him. You know, he sacrificed a lot for our program for really three years, but for the last two years for certain, um, kind of playing the 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 you know the fourth role, the third or fourth role behind some of those other guys and. You know, now that he was at the front of the line, it was time for him to take advantage of it. And I think he's done a really nice job of that uh, this year, and, and uh, you know, we're proud of him, and, and hopefully uh, we can finish it off strong here for him. But he's, he's done a tremendous job. His leadership has been great. You know, his spirit and practice the last couple of days, because X really kind of, Xavier really kind of has the heartbeat of the team and does a really good job getting us ready in practice, and days kind of stepped into that void with X on the sideline and X being able, he's in the training room getting treatment and Sean's got him doing all sorts of exercises and all sorts of different stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, Days really kind of stepped in and, and, and filled that void for us this week, which was really big. We'll, uh, we'll open it up for questions now. So if you have a question, raise your hand. While we're picking out uh, question askers, the one day story that I have is after that that conversation with him, and then he decided to come back. Um, there's a weight room in Tiger Stadium that, that y'all utilize, and uh, some of the staff will go in there and work out, and I'd try to go in there and work out, um, not pro- probably not as much as I should. Every time I went in there, from the time that he declared to come back to to the start of the season, he was in there. I mean, every single time, doing extra work by himself, sprinting on the treadmill, getting workouts in. Like, the, the work that he put in this offseason, I mean, y'all, y'all saw it much more closely than I did, was um, unparalleled. And, and Yeah, paid off. Look at his body. He's lost a ton of weight. His body looks great. He's eating the right stuff. He's stayed in great shape. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's taking it extremely, extremely serious. And he's and he's taken the feedback that he got when he went through the NBA process, and he's he's applied it, and he's you know it's why he's having his, his best year so far, and uh, it's why he's got it. It's why he's continuing um, continuing to move forward. But you know he's put in the work. I tell all the kids all the time, you know we just give you the roadmap. You've got to have the daily discipline and the consistent habits to put in the work. I wish I could do that for you every day, but I can't. Like you're the one who has to be able to do that, and I'm gonna prod you and, and, and put you on schedule and do everything I can to help you. But you're the one who has to, you know, nothing works if you don't work. You know, we can have all these plans all we want, but if you're not going to put in the work, it ain't going to work. And so Days is, Days is certainly um, taking that to heart and done, done a really, really good job. All right, any questions? Just raise your hand. Will, we'll bring you the mic. All right, questions. <laughs> Cody, what good are you, man? You know, I've got to do I gotta all the use work. the wired mic. We can trade if you want. You said you wanted to walk around. I'll walk around. No. I like this guy's hat, by the way. <laughs> I know Sharif hadn't played in a while. Uh, I was wondering what you thought about his minutes last night, how he did. Great question. Sharif was awesome. I mean, awesome. Guys, he hadn't played since February of last year. He has not played in a game since February of last year, and a majority of the time he's been hurt and not even able to work out. Um, and for him to come in, that second finish he had over Castleton, incredible. He got fouled, too, believe it or not. Uh, they fouled. Did you know that? Florida fouls. Who would have thought? Uh, but, uh, uh, um, but I mean, I mean that, was a, that, was a, that was a hell of a finish now. Uh, but he, listen, he was in there on Sunday. Um, he was in there working out twice on Sunday. And, he, you know, look, he... he, he 
he wanted to be a part of us winning. He wanted to get on the court. And I told him, I said, Reef, you just got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Just, just stay ready. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You're going to have an opportunity. You're going to have an opportunity. And then with all of our foul trouble, um, you know, I kind of looked at him. I said, Reef, let's go. And, I mean, for him, he hadn't played in almost a year, guys. And he came in there. And he, now, he had looked great in practice. He had been hitting. I mean, he's been, he's been phenomenal in practice. He, he, his foot looks good. He looks healthy. He's, He's uh, he's feeling good with his heart, you know. He's just he, he he he's looked great in practice, and for him to go out there and do that in that type of environment, and I mean, he saved us at the end of the first half. Absolutely saved us, um, and uh, I thought he played really really well. And and now it's something, you know, we got more depth. We got something else we can we can build off of. But really really proud of him. It's a hard spot now. We put some of these kids, Justice Williams, to come in at Auburn and play like he did for his first game and then Sharif in this situation. It's not like we were playing Louisiana Monroe now. I mean, like we were <laughs> his real team. Um, and so it was, uh, uh, it was, uh, it was a big time, big time, uh, big time spot by Sharif. I forgot we have shirts. Dave also brought shirts. So if you ask questions, oh. we get shirts. There we go. Oh, there you go. How about that? The catch. All right. Any, on that note, Thank any you, other questions? Dave. Anybody else got some questions? Raise your hand if you want to ask a question for Coach. Can't even bribe him with the shirts. Yeah. Dave, I think that worked as a disincentive rather than an incentive. We got some back here. We got a couple oh, okay. back here. Oh, I didn't see Madison back here. Madison right here. She does all our graphics. Give her a hand. She's got a new, she made that graphic. She's got a new uh, – her and Nelson have designed a new T-shirt that's coming out that I'm not a huge fan of. But Nelly – it's how Nelly works now. Scott, we're on the bus yesterday on the way to shoot around. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I got a new T-shirt we designed that we're going to be giving out to the students. I'm like, okay. Whenever he tells me that, I'm like, all right, what the hell is this? So then he shows it to me. They've come up with this. I'm riding a damn tiger. This thing's awful. But I'm sure, I'm sure, everybody, I'm sure everybody will enjoy it. I, I wear a large if I can get one of those, please. I'll wear what that next time. Oh, I have no idea. Oh. Nelson, when are they out? We're working on it. Oh, working okay. on it. All right. So you talked about uh, Nas, you know, going to the NBA, being ready, and how that uh, process works. Or, I guess that's my question to you: is what is your relationship with NBA coaches, and how what involvement do you have uh, with that? The NBA process, we're involved in it. You know, we get we help gather feedback. Uh, we're always talking with our guys. We certainly know. See, it's different in the NBA. The coaches don't make hardly – oh, don't forget your T-shirt. Sorry. Uh, I've got to do better at my job, Cody. Uh, it's funny. In the NBA, you just coach who they tell you to coach. The front offices basically make the playing time. They make all the decisions. And so the coaches have very little – I mean, I talk to every NBA team just about on cam. I talk to two head coaches. And those two, one of the two head coaches is, he gets to basically pick who he drafts. He, he's in one of the organizations where he, and so um, a lot of them, a lot of it's just talking to front office personnel, uh, talking to different people within the league. And I've got a lot of people on my staff who, um, who know a ton of people in the league. And so we all just try to gather the best feedback we can for each player. Um, because what you see out, like the people who do mock drafts, they know nothing. I mean, anybody can put together a mock draft. Um, like, you really think an NBA team is going to tell a mock draft guy who they really want to draft? Like, what if it would be like me telling everybody who I want to recruit? Like, that makes no sense. 
and it's just the competitions more. And so um, it's really about gathering the right information. And then the biggest part is you got to have the relationships with the kids, the relationships with their families where, where you know they know you're telling them the truth. And so that's the, that's the, that's the biggest part is that, you know, we, we, we've got the relationships where we give them the feedback and we say, hey, look, here's what, here's what we think the best, the best route is. And I think all of our guys have taken the best route for their circumstances. Um, hadn't always been easy on some of them, but I think all of them have taken, given their, the totality of each of them's circumstances and their stuff that the general public doesn't know about each of them. So, but, but I think... I think given the totality, I, I don't think we've had one guy that's made a what I would consider a poor decision. I mean, look, all three guys, Watford's playing 15 minutes a game right now for the Trailblazers. Nobody watches them because they're up at like, like they're bad, one, and two, the games are like at 11 o'clock at night. But he's playing really, really well. Cam's obviously playing great. Javante got called up and has, has played well in spurts, and he's playing, you know, so like all those guys are – we had a night uh, – couple weeks ago like a week ago where we had five different guys that played and scored in an NBA game um I think those three Nas and and Skyler all played and scored an NBA game in one night so um all those guys have made um you know made the right decisions and and um look I tell people all the time like Tari Easton's gonna have a tough decision to make shit if he can get out if he can get out of here that's great for us we got a new one and done the transfer one and done tell me we can't go find somebody else in the portal with that I mean, who else could, t- I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they're out of here, we'll go replace them. That's fine. We don't, we, I got no problem with that. The more, I mean, so, like, we're telling them, if, if you're ready to go and we think you can go, get on out, man. Get on out. Go make your money, and we'll go find somebody else. Bring it in. Keep it rolling. And so, I'm not, I'm not one of those who's just trying to keep everybody just to keep everybody. Uh, we're going to have two or three kids that got decisions to make uh, after this year, and, you know, we'll do what's best for them. And with this portal now, I mean, you can go replace somebody like that. You can go place a guy in three days. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we're, not, we're, not worried about, we're not worried about that, but we want our guys to make good decisions. Any more questions for Coach? Uh, here, here we go. Oh, give me a T-shirt, man. Getting better at this. Yeah, not till after he asks the question, though. <laughs> you might take it away because it is a two-part, but I was just going to see oh, what – Appropriate. You're standing down. Yeah, exactly. He rubbed off. Um, we just a three-part question in the press conference. <laughs> Glenn West, everybody, really. Do you have any idea of, um, whether Pinson plays Saturday and then with respect to Gaines? We've seen several games where he, he does well during the game, but it just seems like that last five, six minutes he really turns it on, steps up the intensity on both ends of the court. What do you think it is that un- unlocks that for him at the end? I'm going to answer it now, Glenn. Have your recorder on. Um, with Pence, with relation to Penson, there's a chance he plays Saturday. We're going to see. He was running. He was going to run in an Ultra G machine, uh, which doesn't have as much weight bearing pressure on it. He was going to go run on that, and then he's going to work out this afternoon. He's got a custom knee brace. We had the custom knee brace shipped to Florida, um, and so we'll see. He's progressing. Like I'm not a doctor at all or an athletic trainer, but just watching him walk um, the last. Uh, the last two days, he's gotten noticeably better. I mean, he was limping around. Now he's just walking. You wouldn't even know except he's got a brace on. He's just walking like, walking like normal. So uh, we'll see. We want to. We, we obviously we need him back, um, but we also we need to make sure he doesn't re-injure this thing. We don't put him in harm's way. We need him to feel comfortable 
with coming back and him to feel comfortable with the situation. So that's the most important part. And then with Gaines, you know, it's just a focus and discipline issue with him. And I think in those last five or six minutes, he knows he's got to rein it in a little bit. You know, part of what makes him great is he's just, I mean, he's just wide ass open all the time. All the time. What you see on the court is how he is all day, every day. I mean, just just, just wide open. And I love it. I love it. You got to embrace it. And uh, I mean, but he is a, he's a smart, thoughtful, like he's a great person. And uh, Cody interviewed him the other day for the, he was like, golly, I had no idea Gaines was like that. He's like, that was incredible. I was like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's just awesome. Uh, but, you know, I mean, he's, he's wild. That's just how he plays. It's like a, it's a, a joke with his, it was like, it's like a roller coaster. You're just all, I mean, you're just up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, but he knows in that last six minutes, look, I got to reel it in. I can't, I can't take some of the risks that I take early on. I can't just push the ball as hard as I can into traffic and try to make something happen. And, and so he, uh, he, he, he cools it down there at the end and, and plays, plays solid basketball, which is what we need to win. But, I mean, he makes a lot of things happen when he's out there. there there's, hey, something's going to happen, good or bad, for sure. But something, there's one thing that is, I mean, something's happening. Something's happening for our team or their team. Something is going <laughs> to, something is going to happen when he's out there. And, and he's, uh, it's been, it's been way more good than, uh, way more good than bad. And look, I mean, look, he's high risk, high reward. He's always going to have high turnovers. That's just, that's just who he is. I mean, that's just, but he's always going to make things happen too. And that's just, you got to live with that and come to grips with that. And we have, and so, <laughs> You know, he's, he's – uh, but he, he played really well last night for us, especially in the closing. In, in Gainesville, which was the tweet. Shout out to Brandon and, and Christian, Gainesville. Who uh, came up I, with that, Brandon? This is, this is Brandon. Brandon sent a little text to the group, and Christian took it and ran with it. So it was a like good, good, good tweet. I like it. Uh, I think we have a question in the corner. Is that, is that Balcony Bengals oh, yes. representatives? Yeah, guys. Back from uh, Asheville, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Suck not being at the PMAC Saturday, but – uh, quick question. I was wondering about, you know, Sharif made his comeback uh, this weekend, his first showing of the season. Um, I was wondering if you had an update on Adam Miller. Obviously, he's not going to be ready this year, but I was wondering an update on his recovery and his uh, PT and stuff like that. His, uh, Adam's doing great. Adam's ahead of schedule. He's been working extremely hard. He's doing really, really well. He'll actually be back on the court, like, cleared for shooting in probably another month to six weeks, and we'll start running after that. And so... He's, uh, he's doing really well. He's attacked his rehab like no other. He's in there three, four hours a day just working, 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 working. And he's, uh, he, he's getting better. And uh, he's, he's loving it. You know, he, I told him, I said, this SEC is a little different than the old Big Ten, Adam. He walked in that arena at Auburn, and his eyes were – he was going, oh, my gosh. I said, every night, Adam, every night, this is how it is. Ain't no Northwesterns, all right? And so uh, – and so he, uh, uh, he was, uh, he's loving it. Like he thrives off of just competition and people talking. And I mean, he, he thrives off of that. And so he's, uh, I guess what I'm saying is the more we play in the SEC, the, like, the more it's motivating him to, to work even harder and get back even quicker and do what he needs to do. And so that's been, that's been good. Oh, where's your, oh, oh, oh we, we, we got, got it behind your back. We got it behind your back. Garrison took care of it. We got, I think we got time for maybe one more. I think we're up against the wall at one o'clock. Maybe, maybe two more. We can go if we stay healthy. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd give a t shirt for that question, but I guess I have to. 
Uh, how far do I think we can go? What sort of coach speak BS can I come up with? Uh, it's, it's, it's unfiltered, Will. It's unfiltered. Uh, I mean, look, anytime you got a defense like we got, you got a chance. Anytime you got a defense like we got, if we can get our turnovers under control, our offense actually, we played really well on offense against Tennessee. Our first half against Florida was tremendous, scoring 38 points there before we, um, before we had to play some, some different lineups in the second half. Um, I thought our first half offense was, was, was really clean. We only had five turnovers. Like, we were clean with the ball. So, a lot of it's just going to be how much. I mean, last night we shot 54 balls. Nine of them were threes. We shot 45 twos. Like, that's what we're going to have to do. Now, we need to probably shoot 12 to 14 threes. But, I mean, we were, just a, we were just attacking the rim, attacking the rim, attacking the paint. And our offense is starting to get better. We've got to cut down on the turnovers. Um, and we've, and we've got to be able to finish a little bit better down there. But. As long as our defense stays, you know, really, really good and the offense continues to come along, we're going to have, we're going to have a chance in every game. I'm sorry, you got one question, too. We'll make it quick. So, obviously, there's a lot of hype uh, surrounding the team right now and outside chatter about how good they are and stuff. And so I was just kind of wondering, you know, how you keep the players kind of grounded and humble and to make sure that that doesn't start getting into their heads and affecting their performance and stuff. That's a two-shirt question. I think we should do two shirts for that one. (laughs) You obviously hadn't been to practice. It takes about five minutes of practice to realize not much makes me happy. Right. Uh, (laughs) So... uh, We'll have a hell of a film session here at 2 o'clock. I know everybody's excited about beating Florida. I got a lot of stuff I want to correct uh, from, the, from the Florida game. And so, you know, look, um, certainly, you know, like I said, we're pretty insulated over there, and our guys are on social media and all that. But when, when they're in that building, you know, we, we're, we're, we're about our work. And so one thing that we do is we – and this is this – is, everybody says this, but you can ask any – like – we prepare, we're going to prepare the same for Arkansas the same way we prepared for Northwestern State. Like our, our film, the way we – everything is the exact same. So to me, you've got to be grounded in a routine. And whether you win big or you lose big, we did the same routine after we lost to Auburn that we'll do after we beat Florida a lot yesterday. And so if you have a routine and the guys know what to expect and there's nothing that's going to be different about anything, like they know exactly what's getting ready to happen at 2 o'clock. They know exactly what's going to happen at 2 o'clock. They know exactly what's going to happen at 3.30. They know exactly what's going to happen at 5 o'clock. They know exactly what's going to happen at Vitamins tomorrow morning. They know exactly what's going to happen at practice tomorrow morning. They know exactly what's going to happen at the hotel tomorrow night. They know exactly – I mean, like they, it's just – it's like clockwork. And so they know exactly what's going to go. And so when you do that and you're focused on that and the preparation, the routine, it helps alleviate some of the, uh, uh, you know, some of those outside factors and all of that. And, and, the ra- and, and look, we're trying to get our guys to play at their max level and our team at our max level. We've yet to play a complete game. We've yet to play at our max level. We don't have all of our players playing at their max level. So we've got a lot of work to do. And we want to max, maximize everything we got. Um, maximize everything we got going on. We'll wrap up. I'm going to add to your answer because, as he mentioned earlier, I get a chance to interview some of the players, and um, we do it for the Gold Standard Series that Garrison puts together. And one day we interviewed all three of the the freshmen that are in the rotation, and all three of them kept saying the same thing: "We trust Coach Wade so much. We trust Coach Wade so much." So finally, I asked one of them. I don't even remember which one it was. I think it was Efton. I said, "Why why do you trust him so much?" He said, "Everything that he does is designed to get us better, and it keeps everything that he tells us. We put it into place, and it makes us better." 
And so it, it's built this incredible credibility for, for Will and uh, his team. And to me, credibility is the currency of, of great coaches. Um, and he just has th- – th- those players are so bought in. So it's a credit to him, too, and, um, and, and what they put in at the program. So Shit, we just roll the balls out, Cody. <laughs> All right, I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, Appreciate y'all for coming out, uh, for for taking it in. We'll be in uh, back here in a month from now, and uh, hopefully we'll clean up some of the audio issues for you and uh, maybe mix in a little video, um, make the experience as good as it can be. But thank y'all so much for coming out. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Boot up.